بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Alhamdulillah indeed all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise him and we seek his help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from our soul's evils and our wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, none can misguide. And he whom Allah leaves to be led astray, none can guide. I bear witness that there's none worthy of worship except one Allah alone without any partners. And I bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam is his servant and messenger. My dear respected listeners, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with the religion of Islam. And as Allah mentions in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse of Surah Al-Ma'idah on the day of the farewell pilgrimage of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in this verse I recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that today I have perfected for you your religion. I have completed my favor upon you. And I have chosen for you Islam as your way of life. In this verse of the Quran, we realize, we understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed the religion of Islam for us. Our Islam is complete. It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Islam, it governs the way we live our lives. And we see in many aspects of our life, we have to turn to the Sharia. In all aspects of our life, we turn to the Sharia. And subhanallah, we see that this also extends to our financial transactions. Basic etiquettes of the sale, al-bay'ah, buying and selling. And just a few weeks ago, we saw the, we heard the autumn statement come out from the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And we tune in to the TV to understand what the key points of the statement were. How are they going to impact us? Are there any benefits? Minimum wage is going up, alhamdulillah. We, some of us who are just starting out in our first jobs We'll get a little bit of extra money. And it's important because these economic transactions that we get involved in on a daily basis, from a shari'i perspective, we should understand at the basic grassroots level the etiquettes of buying and selling in Islam. And in the short time I have, I just want to go to, through some of the main points of buying and selling. We understand for a sale to take place, there needs to be a buyer and a seller. Somebody who is selling the product or service and somebody who is willing to buy that product or service. In Islam, 
the people who are buying and selling, they must be adults. They must be of sane mind. And the person who is selling the product must be somebody who owns the product or has authority to sell the product. And we realize in Islam there are certain things that we can do and we can't do. So Islam promotes and confirms that we can sell things which are permissible and good for humanity at large. But certain things which are haram, which are impermissible, and which are, uh, cause harm to other people or humanity, we are not able to sell these. For example, we are not allowed to sell alcohol. We are not allowed to get involved in interest or riba. We are not allowed to get involved in gambling. And this is how our Sharia not only protects us, but protects humanity at large. So in the case of the buyer and seller, there's also certain times and places where trade can take place. A beautiful uh, example of a time where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to leave off trade is the day of Jumu'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Jumu'ah that when the adhan for the Jumu'ah is pronounced, leave off the trade and come towards the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take a pause in your day, leave off what you're doing. And this is why on a Friday we see, alhamdulillah, many Muslims, especially the men, it's compulsory upon them, they come into the masjid and they pray the Jumu'ah prayer in congreg- congregation. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the same chapter, فَإِذَا قُدِيَتِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ And when the salah is over, disperse in the land and go back to your work. Go back to your places of work. Go back to your halal tijara and do what you are doing before your salah. And gain from the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But don't forget to remember Allah in the process. Allah tells us a very beautiful formula for success. And this is that when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during your trade, during your transaction, this is a blessing for you. Another place where we're not allowed to sell is in the masjid. Generally, the masjid is a place for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see all of us, alhamdulillah, we come here to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In Bukhari, he mentioned that if you see a person trading in the masjid or, or selling something in the masjid, say to him, may Allah not make your trade profitable. May Allah not make your trade profitable. So there's certain times and places where we are allowed and not allowed to trade. Another example of when we are allowed to trade is during the days of Hajj. Somebody who has made an intention to go for the Hajj and during the days of Hajj, if they want to trade, this is permissible. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاهٌ أَنْ تَبْتَغُوا فَضْلًا مِّن رَبِّكُمْ There is no sin upon you. There is no guna on you that if you want to trade during these days of Hajj and get a fadl from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a blessing. So we see, alhamdulillah, that the Sharia, it governs all aspects of our trade. At a very basic level, when a person is buying and selling, we mentioned uh, that there should be clarity in the agreement. This is something very important. If I went to the market and somebody's selling tomatoes, and I said, okay, I will buy them, and the seller says, okay, yes, you buy them, I'll sell them, thank you, the deal is done. What's the issue with this sale? There's ambiguity in the sale. 
how many tomatoes, what's the weight, what's the price. The sale must be done on the spot unless there's an agreement between the buyer and the seller. And during the sale, if we see in the sale, there must be transparency and honesty. This is something which our religion teaches us. To be truthful and honest in our speech. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la ta'kulu amwalakum baynakum bilbaatili illa an takuna tijaratan an taradim minkum. O you who have believed, do not consume one another's wealth unjustly, but lawfully by mutual consent. So there has to be a willingness for the seller to sell and the buyer to buy. And during the transaction, we must make sure that it is done with kindness, it is done with the etiquettes that Islam promotes, it is done with a level of transparency. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, if the buyer and the seller, they are transparent and honest in their transaction, and they make known some of the defects of the product, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless them in their transaction. And the opposite is true. The Prophet ﷺ said that if there is deceit, if there is cheating, if there is lying in the transaction, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not bless this transaction. And we see in the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, many occasions on when, the, when this took place. On one occasion, the Prophet ﷺ, he saw a camel and he was buying it from a non-Muslim. So the Prophet ﷺ agreed the sale with the non-Muslim of the camel. They agreed a price and the Prophet ﷺ said, I'm going to get my money. On the way they were going to get their money, Another person sees this camel and he starts to inquire to the seller, how much is the camel? The seller says, I've already sold it. So the person who was interested in the camel, he offered more money than the Prophet ﷺ had paid for the camel. And the seller got greedy. So he says, I have sold my camel to you. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, this is impermissible, this is not right. Because we had already had an agreement. Obviously, this person was not from the family of La ilaha illallah. So he says, what agreement? At that time, some companions, they were passing by the Prophet wasallam, and he told them the incident that took place. They inquired, O Prophet of Allah, what's happened? And the Prophet wasallam told them. They asked the Prophet wasallam, although he was al-ameen and al-sadiq, the truthful, the trustworthy, do you have any witnesses? And he said, I don't have any witnesses. So they said, we can't really help you. But then one individual came and he heard the story and he said, the Prophet ﷺ is telling the truth and the, uh, the, the salah of the camel is a liar. So the Prophet ﷺ asks him, how is this? And he said, oh Prophet of Allah, you told us there is Allah and he sends revelations from the heavens and we believed you. Why would you lie in such a small matter like this? And subhanallah, we see this resonates throughout the story of the Prophet ﷺ in which uh, the Prophet ﷺ, when he went to Mi'raj, he went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Isra wal Mi'raj. And he went, we know, to Palestine. He led all of the prophets in prayer. And then from there, he went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he came back to Makkah al-Mukarramah in that one night, the next day he told the members of the Quraysh. And a lot of them started laughing at him, jeering at him and mocking him. Some of the weaker Muslims, uh, the narrations they mentioned that some of the weaker Muslims thought about renouncing Islam. And 
the, some of the members of the Quraysh, they said, if there is a day in which your most, your best friend is going to turn away from you, it is today. Abu Bakr Siddiq was the best friend of the Prophet He was just coming in, into the city, and at that time, some of the, some of the members of the Quraysh, they went and told Abu Bakr Siddiq about this incident that took place. And Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an said, did the Prophet sallallahu say this? They said, yes, he did. He said, I went to Philistine and I went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all in uh, the process of one night. And then he said, if the Prophet sallallahu has said this, it is true. We believe in something far greater than this. That revelation def- descends from the heavens. So why would the Prophet sallallahu lie in such a matter? So this is something very, very important, brothers and sisters, especially when we trade on a daily basis. We must make sure that uh, there is a clear description of the product. The buyer knows what he's buying or she's buying. The seller knows what is being sold. We make clear the defects of the product. On one occasion, the Prophet ﷺ, he came to the market and he saw a merchant selling some wheat. And he passed his hands through the uh, wheat grains in the sack. And he realized at the bottom of the sack, the wheat was wet and at the top it was dry. So the Prophet ﷺ asked the seller that why is this? And the seller gave the normal response that we would give usually. Well, if I was to put it at the top, nobody's going to buy from me. The Prophet ﷺ said this is deceit. This is cheating. And the Prophet ﷺ disassociated himself from the one who cheats. In this hadith he mentioned, the one who cheats is not from us. In the Quran, we have a very beautiful verse of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيْلٌ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا اكْتَالُوا عَلَى النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ وَإِذَا كَالُوهُمْ أَوْ وَزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَٰئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُوثُونَ لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the ones who cheat and deceive. That when they take from the people, they take with a full measure and a full weight. And when they give they are cheating. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks them a rhetorical question. Are you not going to be resurrected? Are you not going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment? On a great, tremendous day. Not only you, but the whole of mankind is going to be in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this day of judgment. So we understand how important being honest and truthful is in the transaction. One final example. Are we allowed to make as much money as we can? Let's face it, right? All of our trade, all of our employment, everything we do in life, a lot of it is about how much money we're going to earn at the end of the day. When you want to open up a business, you want to go into a trade transaction, you want to understand the return. When, you, when you're applying for a job, you want to know how much you're going to get paid. So, is making as much money as you want permissible in Islam? Or is there a cap? Does Islam place a cap on it? According, when we look into the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad and the hadith, we realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left this open for us. There's a difference between overcharging on one product, overcharging on a single product, and inflating the price, and making halal trade. So you make many transactions, which is the common market price, and then you have... Uh, many sales transactions and you're making a profit. I'll give you an example. 
uh, the hadith is mentioned in, in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. he asked Urwa to go to the market and buy him a sheep. And he gave him one dinar. So he gave Urwa one dinar. Urwa goes to the market and he negotiates with the seller. With the one dinar, the Prophet ﷺ asked him to buy one sheep. He was able to buy two sheep from the seller. On his way back home, he meets another companion. The companion looks at the sheep and he says, can I buy one? So Urwa says, fine. And he goes back to the Prophet ﷺ, having sold one sheep to this individual. When he sold the sheep to this individual, he sold it for one dinar. So now he returns to the Prophet ﷺ with one dinar and one sheep. And he says to the Prophet ﷺ, O Prophet of Allah, this is your sheep. And by the way, this is your one dinar. So the Prophet ﷺ asked him, how did you do this? And he explains the stories of the Prophet ﷺ. O Prophet of Allah, you sent me to the market. I went, I did some mehnat. I negotiated with the salah. I bought two for one dinar. And then as I was on my way home, somebody bought it from me for one dinar, the other sheep. The Prophet ﷺ uh, was happy. He made dua for Urwa. And he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless Urwa in his transactions. Urwa radiallahu anhu, he mentions, he used to sun in the streets of Kufa. And some days he wouldn't return home until he had made 40,000 dinars. So there's a lot to learn, brothers and sisters, in terms of our transactions. It's something that we usually overlook. We say it's a tough economy. There's challenges in our life. We can, do, we can go into the gray areas. But this is something which we must make sure that we are at the forefront of. Making sure that our rizq is halal and pure. We make that dua on a daily basis. Allahumma inna nas'aluka ilman nafia wa rizqan halalan tayyib. Oh Allah, grant me knowledge which is beneficial. And grant me a provision which is halal, which is permissible and tayyib, which is pure. So inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability uh, to... Uh, transact in a halal way, in a halal manner, a way which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kindness and honesty at the forefront of every transaction. If a person is honest, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love that individual. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for acceptance. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiru wa natubu ilayk.